Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I've got the eye of the tiger. everyone welcome back to the theater podcast intimate personal conversations with the industry's biggest names i'm your host alan seals and this episode is the first of five of the and juliet broadway podcast takeover this episode is with Brittany nicholas who is viola a swing the understudy for the nurse and the dance captain for the uh, for the production here on broadway just a phenomenal phenomenal show if you haven't seen it yet Oh my gosh, you got to check it out at the Sondheim Theater. Brittany's story is a very cool story. And I can't wait to share this with you. Her past work in Matilda led her to being the dance captain in Anne Juliet. And I don't know how much she's talked about this otherwise, but during COVID, she moved to Atlanta for TV and film work and basically gave up musical theater and didn't really expect to do it again. And then we find her making another debut here in Anne Juliet. Gosh, I cannot stress just how good this show is. So, as always, find me online, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. Go see Anne Juliet. And now everybody, please enjoy this episode with Brittany Nicholas. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Since you've been gone, I can't Our guest today is a true triple threat who made her Broadway debut in the original cast of Mean Girls. She has starred in the national tours of Billy Elliot and Matilda the Musical and has TV credits that include Marvel's Hawkeye, America's Got Talent. A teacher, gymnastics adjudicator, coach, and dance captain, she is now back on the Broadway stage in the runaway hit and Juliet as Viola, as a swing, and the understudy for the nurse, and she's the dance captain, Brittany Nicholas. Welcome to the theater podcast. Yes, thank you. Also, correction, my Broadway debut was Billy Elliot. Oh, really? Way, yes, way back in the day. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Funny story with that. That was before a universal swing was a thing, so it, we could get into that of how that actually happened. But it was so quick. Hold on, I looked it up. So, like, yeah, you're not credited in nope, uh, IBDB. Not credited. Nope. I don't, how do I change that? I should change that because, yeah, my Broadway debut was, um, I want to say, I have the date, November 12, 2010, I believe, November 12, Yeah, Billy Elliot was a while ago. Wait, so before Universal Swing was a thing, I, I would love to start there then because I, I have said this so many times on the podcast, I sw- was a swing for all four roles for... Um, 
Forever Plaid once. And uh-huh. it was one of the most stressful things I have ever done. Never wanted to do it again. So uh, I love talking about swings and and alternates and standbys and wonder studies because you all are the unsung heroes that, especially now at post-COVID, have kept everything going. Uh, so yeah, let's start there. Like a universal swing wasn't a thing in the past. Well- the story was wild because when I booked the um, first national tour of Billy Elliot, I was obviously over 18. So I was the adult that covered the children. Uh, they were my main priority. And then once I got there, they added on the adult tracks. But um, because of my age, I didn't need a tutor. I didn't need, you know, the Wranglers, like all of that stuff. Um And so I remember showing up to work on a Tuesday in Chicago. I was in Chicago at the time. Showing up to work on a Tuesday. I'm in warm-up. And I will never forget, company management is like Brittany to the office. And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm doing my warm-up. I'm showing up. Like, can't be in trouble, you know. Um, And I show up and they say, uh, they say, how would you like? to go to Broadway. And I was like, yeah, everybody wants to go to Broadway, right? That sounds really cool. They go, oh, all right. So um, we're going to send you tomorrow. What? Wait, where were you in the the country at this point? I was in Chicago. I was in Chicago doing the sit down of Billy Elliot there. And they said, all right, we're going to send you tomorrow. And they said, we have no idea what track you're going to be on for. So go to wardrobe. They have a giant suitcase there. They're going to put all your costumes in the suitcase. When you go home, put your clothes in the in the suitcase. Uh, they said, do you have a place to stay? I was like, no, I have no place to stay. They were like, don't worry about it. And I will never forget. I pack up all of my stuff. I leave the theater with this like giant suitcase and people are like, what's going on? And I was like afraid to tell them. <laughs> I don't, they think you get fired or something? I said, well, you know, I have to go somewhere like. So I'm like this, I mean, the suitcase is giant at this point. And I had packed for one week, one week. And I will never forget. I go get to the plane Wednesday morning. And I will never forget. I sat next to um, Emily Skinner, who was the Mrs. Wilkinson at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hi, Emily. Like they are sending me there to help you all. Uh, and she goes, great. And I get off the plane check into the hotel, which was across the street. It was the Paramount. I'm not sure if it's the Paramount still now, but Paramount across the street. I go, I watch the show. And then they were like, all right, we're going to give you rehearsal with the dance captain. I had maybe two hours of rehearsal with the dance captain. And then I was like on that night. Wow. In... And the thing with the Broadway show is they had two extra ballet girls and two extra male tracks that we didn't have on tour. So that means that all the patterns were like slightly different. Uh, But yeah, I never, I didn't have a chance to like officially meet people. So I remember it was, it was all a blur, but I remember specifically getting to the finale and I was like, Ooh, I got through the show and I'm like, meeting people on stage They're like oh you're Brittany you're the one that's here to help us out like <laughs> as we're doing the choreography uh I'm like yeah that's me so yeah went in Wednesday Thursday we had a regular show Friday we had a regular show Saturday I show up and the dance captain goes so 
we are missing more ballet girls now. So we're going to have what's called a cut show. Now we hadn't had to do that yet on tour. And she goes, I know you just got here, but they wouldn't have sent you here if you weren't brilliant. So this is now where you're going to go. And now which chairs you're going to grab. And like literally the show completely changed. I helped with the cut show. And then they decided to keep me for another week. And so I got to do another week. And then I flew back to tour. I mean, that's technically a universal swing, right? Like that's two different companies. It happened again. They sent me to Toronto. Uh, I was with a Toronto company. And then I came back. It was supposed to be the rehearsal swing for Broadway. Ended up going in that night for a track that like we didn't even have on the tour. So yes. So they used me. Billy Elliott used me quite a bit with all of their companies because I was the adult that they could just send wherever and I could cover everything. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I love Isn't that wild? <laughs> that is so cool. And I, I mean, I, I think it just goes to show that how, how much like how talented that y- you and other swings and, and uh, you have to be, cause you're literally just having to forget old things and add new things. And it's, if it was a whole different, track whole different set of lines or whatever i think it would be a little bit easier but because all of these things have just slightly different changes uh it, that it's so much anxiety and so much stress for me i cannot i don't know how you do it and uh i, I many many snaps because <laughs> holy crap that's incredible so yes bio updated made your broadway debut in billy elliott that is universal swing so you need to get credit for that you should you should right well who do i talk to about that because it's literally said the same thing but you know the union I, has a contract so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> on file yeah. somewhere <laughs> it's probably like a like a, a a contact at the bottom of ibdb if anybody right. listening knows let me know and i'll, I'll let Brittany know so that's that's more recently, as a child, I was reading, you grew up in Newport News, Virginia, which I am familiar with because I worked at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. <gasps> for quite a while. I loved Bush Garden. Mm-hmm. I had a summer pass. Did you? Mm-hmm. Maybe you saw me. I was there from 05 to 08. Okay, yep. Probably so, did. So if you saw The Secrets of Castle O'Sullivan, I was okay. Eric O'Sullivan in, in what? Ireland. Yep. Yes! Yeah, so you may have seen me. Um, Newport News started dancing at the age of four. Yes, is that the story? Correct. Yep. I started with uh, ballet and tap, you know, the little combo classes. I also did gymnastics. And then I had to choose because I went into the gym and they were like, your daughter is amazing. We want to train her for like the Olympics. So she would now have to come to practices you know, during this time. And my mom was like, do you want to do that? And I was like, no, I'm get so I went to dance. <laughs> um, yep. So I started dancing, uh, just ballet tap. And then at the age of like six, uh, the owner, Linda Haas was like, we would love for her to join the competition team. My mom said, no, she's too young. She has to learn to do her homework on her own first. <laughs> and so 
I just took classes with the with the competition team. Didn't get to compete until I was 10. But then when I started doing classes with the competition team, that's when jazz was added in, you know, all the the extra things. But I started for a long time with ballet. Throughout this whole thing, were you still doing gymnastics at the same time? No, because I said uh, I said I didn't want to do it. So we stopped at that gym. <laughs> well, so where did the where did the the uh, gymnast, gymnastics adjudication come in? Um, so the gymnastics came in in high school because, fun fact, we had uh, a high school gymnastics team, really? which is like yes, yeah, it's, that's weird. Isn't that insane? It's like so, like literally all four apparatuses, uh, vaulting, uneven bars, floor. Yeah, and we went to states and. Yeah, so that still in, that's still in Newport in, News. Still in Newport News. That wow. didn't come in until high school. Crazy! Mm-hmm. I I've never known a high school to have a gymnastics team. Uh huh. Like and yeah, just obscure sports, sure, but not gymnastics. That's too many. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's yep. We were right up there with the. You know, we had to wear our like matching tracksuits, just like the football and the basketball team, and. All of that, I practiced on, I did dance on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I practiced gymnastics Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Is the, was the dance curriculum, the dance uh, side of your life, was that still outside of school and education that was still like private lessons and stuff? Or did you ever mm-hmm. like want to do cheerleading or any, was there dance at the school too? If they had gymnastics, I think they have a dance class. Um, a dance we, we did have dance at school, but that was more for like PE. You know, you could kind of pick and choose with my school, my high school. I went to Warwick High School. You could pick and choose if you wanted to do like sports for PE or dance and art. So the dance side of that was more for PE. We didn't really have a dance team. I didn't want to do cheerleading because I knew I was going to be a flyer and I did not want to be dropped. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, nope, I was great to look at. But I said, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Um, Uh, but yeah, most of my dance training was private, which is good because, you know, the, the dance program at the school was more so like recreational, right? It was something to do for fun, but the gymnastics team was like real serious because we had a couple of people who were, you know, private, like level nine, level 10 gymnasts that were on the team. And yeah. Wait, so what are, what's Olympic level? Um, I want to say Olympic level is like once you get to level 10, uh, that's when you have to go to um, uh, before the Olympics, you have to go to like worlds and things like that. And then you can try out for the Olympics. But like level 10 is kind of where you where you have to get to in order for you to even try and be on a world team or U.S. team. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um but yeah, and with with gymnastics, unlike dance, gymnastics has with each level you have to pass all the skill sets to even get to that level to the next level. So with dance, you know, you kind of they get to pick and choose where you need to be. But in gymnastics, like you cannot go to the next level until you've mastered all the skills for each level. So gymnastics is like like an Xbox role playing game. You got you yeah. get your main quest and then your side quest. I get it. You got it. You got to mm-hmm. play it. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back. <whistles> All right. Welcome back. So then, dance is not theater. Um, gymnastics is not theater. Mm-mm. Where did the theater come in? 
So the theater came in because I was at this dance competition and um, it was a dance competition called Star Quest. And Michael Michael Rafter at the time had this uh, camp, this Broadway camp called Destination Broadway that they were trying to figure out and make it a thing. The owner of my studio, Linda Haas, her daughter, Tiffany Haas, was in Wicked for a very long time. Not sure if you know Tiffany's name, but, you know, she's Glenda Stan, but she's been all over Wicked. And so StarQuest had partnered with Michael Rafter to have this camp called Destination Broadway. And I was the first year of this camp. I call myself the guinea, the guinea pig year because they did it by age. And you could audition for this camp. And then you got to come to New York for a full week and train in acting, train in singing, train in dance. Um, There was a showcase at the end of the week. We saw a Broadway show. So I did that first year when I was like 13. I did that. And then that is what kind of brought me to New York. And I was like, oh, wait, all of the folks are like me. Like, because I've always loved to dance, sing, and act, you know? Um, I also started singing at four, but it was more so like choir, church sort of things. But I was like, wow, look, you can do it all. And there are people that are that are just like me. And so did two years of Destination Broadway. The second year is they said, all right, we're going to pick and choose a few of you to audition for a musical. Didn't tell us what musical it was or casting one of those. I was one of the people that was chosen. And I remember I auditioned um, for, uh, I want to say it's Carrie Gardner and Spring Awakening. That was, that was the thing that was like, that was coming out and I got to sing for that. And then I was like, Oh wait, like this is actually really, really fun. And so I, there was also a judge at StarQuest that said, maybe you should try and audition for a musical theater in New York. Like, I think you could do it. And I was like, sure. So my senior year of high school, which is 2007, I started coming up to New York and just auditioning. And when I tell you I auditioned for everything, I had no idea what a type was, no idea what was supposed <laughs> to be legit and what was supposed to be contemporary. I had no idea. but. In a way, I'm kind of glad. It probably can't work this way now. But in a way, I was glad that I did that because I just went to everything. I was that kid. I sat in the corner and just like with my little book, didn't know anyone and like waited for hours and hours and hours. And I would go in and I would audition audition and sing. And I started getting callbacks and like I booked the non-union tour of Hairspray, but I was underage. So I couldn't go. And so that kind of led me to musical theater. And then I said, wait, maybe I can do this. And I asked my parents for one year before college. I said, when I graduate, can I take one year to hit the pavement? If it doesn't work out, I'll go back to school. I'll try again. But just give me one year. And when I tell you, I like went to everything. And then Billy Elliot happened at the end of that year. So your parents were like, Darn it. She's going to try this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Billy Elliot was so, that's also a, a crazy story because the year was up 
And I remember they were like, all right, you have to come home now. And I got on the bus home and I cried. I was like, I, d- I failed. Uh, and then literally got home the next day. They said appointment for Billy Elliot. And I was like, I don't want to go. My mom was like, well, you worked for this. If they're asking for you, you should go. And so I went. And then the following week was a final callback. It was like all day with all the kids. Yeah. And then I got it. And when I booked it, I booked it two weeks later. I had already signed up for like uh, classes at the community college. Oh, wow. And I said, mom, so what do I do? She goes, you take it. What do you <laughs> <do?"> <laughs> yeah. And that's wow. how Billy Elliot came about. Mm-hmm. Also, when you say, yeah, you were the adult that could play the kids. Yeah. So you were, you're probably like 17, 18, right? right like- yep. I had just turned, um, uh, let's see. So Billy Elliot happened. I had just turned 20, I think. Oh, wow. Because I graduated 2007. Uh, Billy Elliot didn't happen until 2008. Yeah, I just turned 20 and had no idea. I mean, I feel terrible saying this now because now I'm doing it, but I had no idea what a swing was. But I just picked up things very quickly and they were like, yep, we're going to hire you as a swing. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think you should feel ter- terrible about it because I, I've seen this ye- after years and years and years and, and, People come out. I performed um, in the past with people that these beautiful singers, dancers, and actors come out of their conservatories and they have no idea what the business of show business is, right? Mm-hmm. And right. and so I think that's a huge detriment and and something that is kind of a hole in the curriculum of just like, listen, there's multiple ways to to make it into the business and you don't have to be you don't have to do this and you have to do that and i, I mean like after an episode i did years ago with two um marketing agents that that handle press i've got uh people wrote and they were like if i had known that you could be a press agent or a marketing agent i would have never tried to pursue acting i just wanted to be involved you know and there's front of house and there's back of house and there's the stage management and there's company management you can be an accountant for broadway Right. Like there's mm-hmm. all of this business side of things. And it's I think it just speaks to um, the need for that kind of education in the in this thing as well. But it's really it's really I guess it's not I was going to say it's strange, but I guess it's not strange that you didn't know what a swing was because you were going through you're going through the training. And was the training all for like technique? Was it for um, connection building? I mean, did you um, some people didn't even they get to New York start auditioning and they don't even know how to make an eight by 10 headshot. Right. So the training, what's interesting is I didn't know what a swing was, but my training has kind of included swing brain and training for swinging without me knowing, because we used to have a dance camp for competitions where you have one week and you learn all of your routines in this one week. And so I was just learning maybe 10 routines in this one one week uh, every year. Yeah, because, you know, the more routines you're in, <laughs> the more you have to learn, you know? So I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you were training your brain to pick up things quickly. And then also I was that kid in school, like where, or in dance class, where I would figure something out and pick it up. And then I would go and help my friend or go and help these friends over here. And I'd be like, these are the counts. This is the choreography. So I'm like, ah, dance captain training. Um, 
but yeah, everything else you knew, I knew, you know, you know about your headshot, you know about your sheet music, um, you know, my uh, dance school, they were really good at teaching us about like the etiquette offstage, right? And, mm. and all of that. And um, just like being a professional. So I knew all of that. I had all the technique and everything, but like no one ever mentioned swinging. And it's so interesting now because I like to, when I teach master classes and I talk to, I talk to a lot of the up and coming performers, I say, all right, there's a group of you that will be the lead. You know, I feel like there's going to be a group of you that will be the lead, but most of you will probably be ensemble, probably be a swing, probably be covers. Like there are so many things. And so I try and talk to them about that because like you said, there are so many different ways that you can be in the industry and it doesn't have to be, I have to be the lead of this show with this like fantastic like voice and things you know it's it's all about like really training yourself to be the triple threat you know and that's Mm -hmm. what i've worked very hard at so now current present day dance Mm -hmm. captain for Anne juliet i mean side note holy crap what a show man like yeah just fun 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 and and awesome music of course um when did your journey with Anne Juliet start? And I actually don't know this. I don't know how someone becomes dance captain. My journey with Anne Juliet is interesting as well. I just have all the interesting stories for everybody today. I love um, it. I, so when Mean Girls shut down, I, of course, was in the original cast of Mean Girls. Now that's a party. Mean Girls shut down and we all thought that, you know, the shutdown was going to be quick. We were going to reopen and Mean Girls, yep. And Mean Girls decided not to reopen. And so what I did was I moved back to Virginia with my parents. I then booked um, Hawkeye and went to Atlanta for a month to film that. And I fell in love. I was like, oh my gosh, look at this town that has so many opportunities but then like we're also in the suburbs and I get to drive a car and all of those things so I really loved my time doing that and I decided that I was gonna like make the change and move to Atlanta Wow! so I moved to Atlanta in October of 2021 and I was down there sending out resumes and um, I was working at Lululemon at the time and fast forward to like January, a friend of mine, it's a Friday at 5.30, calls me and they go, Do you, did you get an appointment for Anne Juliet? And I was like, no, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I already told you I'm not doing musicals anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to do things, you know, unless it really aligned with me. I was like, I don't, I'm kind of like away from that. And I like my time being away from it. And they go. Well, I think that you'd be perfect for it. You should call your agent right now for an appointment. And I did. because I was like, I mean, it's a new Broadway show potentially. So you can't just say no. You've worked really hard for all of this. Called my agent. They got me the appointment. This is like 
5.30 on a Friday. The appointment was due, or the tape was due Monday morning. How was the self-tape from Atlanta? Self-tape. The yeah. self-tape from Atlanta. Now, the thing with Atlanta is, if it snows a little bit, they just don't know how to... So it snowed that Saturday, where they and they had to shut down the highways <laughs> okay. and shut down all the things. So I've said, okay, so now I'm going to tape this thing in the middle of this snowstorm and no one's going to look at the tape. When I tell you, I complained the whole time. I complained. <laughs> My friend was like, can you please just do it? Just do it. And I did it. I sent it off. And I, at the time, was like uh, helping Mean Girls, the Mean Girls tour as a temporary swing. So I sent it off and then I had to fly out to help the Mean Girls tour. I remember well I came to New York for another audition and then Thursday I flew out to help Mean Girls and I land to an email of like final callback and I remember calling my agent and I was like look the flights for this are like they, they, it was like $800, $900 I said let's think about this here <laughs> Like, what are the odds? What do you think, like, really is, is like, the odds of me getting it? Like, let's, like, kind of figure things out. And they go, to be honest with you, most of the people that we know that got callbacks are commercial dancers. And I'm like, commercial? Well, that's not me. So, sure. But then again, I said... What's that mean? What's a commercial dancer? Like, So the commercial dancers are, like, the dancers that do more of like music videos and like they backup dance behind the artist. So I'm with MSA. So MSA has like the legit uh, department where it's like the more of the musical theater uh, people that sing and they act and they dance. And then they have a commercial department where like, you know, it's the dancers that dance for the VMA or like all those live performance Perry shark that yes during the super bowl yep (laughs) it's like those type of dancers yeah and i've been in for a few things like i did do america's got talent like a couple years ago but when it comes to like the commercial dance a lot of it is intimidating to me because you have to freestyle (laughs) and i'm like oh freestyling with all these people who spin on their heads and like all the things i don't know if that's my strong point so they said, yeah, to be honest with you, like, it's, it's that. I said, all right, well, and then I sat down and I said, you know what? I said, the industry shut down. The industry shut down and you were in a whole Broadway show and it shut down and you've been in the, the industry. So like, why not just go for it for a new Broadway show? And if you don't get it, you're fine in Atlanta. You're hanging out at Mean Girls, like totally fine. Bum 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 commercial break. And now we're back. Mean Girl said they would give me the day. I flew from, I think we were in Kentucky, maybe, but flew from there. 6 30 a.m. flight. Mm. Audition for Anne Juliet at 9 30 in the morning. We were in the room for like two hours. And here I am with the commercial dancers. Who are just like pop locking and spinning and doing all of the amazing things. And I remember I, I was like, wait, how did I get here? And I remember Jen Weber, the choreographer, saying, All right, so I know there's a freestyle, everyone. 
but I just want you all to know to be true to yourself because there are certain traps and things that we're looking for. And in my mind, I was like, when she said that, I said, okay, you're correct. Like I may not be the specialty dancer over here, but like I can do a lot of other things. So there has to be a track somewhere for me. And I remember made it through the dance and I was like, I just need to make it through the dance. So she approves. (laughs) And then when I go into the room, I can sing and I can read and act and do all the things and I could show them that I am a triple threat. And then the swinging is, you know, something that I can also do. And I went into the room and Luke Shepard, our director, uh, I sang and he goes, hi, Brittany. So I don't know if you know this, but I was the associate director of Matilda on Broadway. (sighs) And he pointed to Anna Fox, Who's, who was the associate director of this at the time um, for Toronto. Uh, and he goes, Anna also worked on it. And he said, can you tell us about dance captaining? Because in his mind, he was like, if the Matilda team has hired her as the dance captain, then like, yes, like that is, that is like who we want, you know, because that team was very specific with what they wanted very specific with how they wanted things ran. The information was a lot. And when I booked Matilda, I replaced the dance captain. So I had maybe a month to learn like nine different tracks. Like, cause I had to put myself in and then put the help, put the, the other children in. Yeah. And I talked to them for maybe 10 minutes about dance captaining and just scheduling and doing all of that sort of things. So the Matilda journey led me to Anne Juliet. And then before Matilda, when I was in Billy Elliot, uh, the resident choreographer, Sarah Bryan, had to leave to go do another project. And she was the one that recommended me for dance captaining. So that's how I got into the dance captain world. And then it's just kind of like followed me. Wow. And Mm -hmm. as dance captain, it sounds like you do need to at least know what everybody else should be doing at every point. Mm -hmm. Not not be able to do it yourself, but you need to like have the overall vision in your mind, right? But if you're in the show eight times a week, are, are you are you able to call like touch up rehearsals, or are you involved with put in rehearsals for new people or understudies or whatnot? Like, how do you how do you look at the big picture if you're in the show and in the moment? How do you look at the big picture and be like, we need to clean this number? Yes. So I, um, you know, dance captaining is a lot easier when you are a swing. Um, I have been on quite a lot, but I have learned where um, I can be in the show and be like, something about this doesn't feel right. Like this person that's like kind of next to me or this person over there. Don't remember seeing that, you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I've learned to also like dance captain in it. And then, you know, I do try and do a show watch like once or twice a week. But I've basically like worked really hard to learn the show. And I can tell you like what the spike marks are, who enters and exits, like with my eyes closed. I'm I'm literally like that cue was late. The sign didn't fly in on this cue. I've just worked really hard to like memorize the whole show. Wow. Um, and I am responsible for helping with put-ins. Like we just had... Um, a temporary replacement going as Juliet and I ran her tech 
elements for her. And I also like ran the emergency spacing that we had. Um, so it's like a little bit of both, a little bit of everything I do. If I think it's been a long time, I will say, Hey, can we get a note session? Can we get a cleanup rehearsal? I have, you know, called those. So it's just like a little bit. I, I always think, you know, there's always something that you can work on. So I, I think like once a month, you know, getting people together for notes is something that is always going to be positive. And the show is in pretty good shape, but I, I just approach it with, there's always something that we can work on. And, uh, you know, sometimes we do steer away from the vision because it's Broadway, it's eight shows a week. People love the show, (laughs) which is great. So, um, Yeah. So I've learned to kind of do a mix of being in it and just always being aware when you are a swing, you have to be aware of everything that's going on around you. Um, and trying to show watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get hit in the head by, by the Anne Juliet sign when that flies Mm -hmm. in. I mean, that's tough. And have you thought about doing stage management? I mean, if you're no, if you're looking at cues and you're memorizing entrances and exits and spike marks, it sounds like you're, you're already a stage manager. Uh, you know, in uh, Mean Girls, I was jokingly shadowing the stage managers. They would like put me on the headset and I got to <laughs> hang out with them and, and all of that. Yeah, I don't know what the journey holds for me in the future because I, I, I feel like there's always something new. So I would love to stage manage. I would love to be someone's associate choreographer or associate director because I am really good with just understanding the vision and making it happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We will see. But I do that though, because I'm like, I'm responsible for keeping me and everybody else safe. So why wouldn't I know the cue? Or why wouldn't I know that the Revolve fired late and we all have to walk on it, you know? So, I mean, the show is just, it's incredible and it's so much fun. And you've got to have, I mean, with all this technical stuff and all the things we were talking about, you still have to have fun doing it, right? Like, is it not the most fun you've ever had? It is the most fun I have ever had. It is truly, I'm like, wow, this is something that I would have never dreamed of. And also fun fact, I was a huge Britney Spears fan and I wanted to be a pop star. That dream never came to came true, but I knew who Max Martin was like 10 year old me knew who Max Martin well is and was. And so now to be in a show where I'm singing all this music that I grew up singing around my house and just wearing costumes that were specifically built for me and yeah. And meeting Max Martin and Felicia, who is Britney Spears's like assistant for forever. I am living the dream and having the time of my life. And it's so nice because I would have never thought that anything like this would have come while doing the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like I was in a hit show and then it just like went away. So So, for the pandemic, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. You know, you said uh, Felicia is Brittany's assistant. How how was she? Yes. So she, uh, if you've seen the show, Uh, everything that has rhinestones on it, like blow, like we have a lot of like bling and rhinestones. She rhinestoned it all. Really? Yes. And she's, I want to say like a consultant on the show. Um, She was at our opening party. Yeah. She's been like doing things 
for the costumes and things behind the scenes. So I finally met her at the end when I was leaving the the opening party. <laughs> and she is so sweet. I like almost cried. I said, I know who you are. I watched you on like the MTV Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's I saw- so sweet. I saw I saw the opening night show. I, I'm going back again very soon to see the show because I want to see like how it's just tightened up and solidified. But yeah, I God, I can't wait to see it again. It's so much fun. I want to wrap up the episode with uh, three three questions. I ask everyone to end okay. the episodes. The first one simply just is what motivates you. I'm just like so uh, thankful that I get to live my dream every day. So me being thankful motivates me. And also just the audience and people coming to see the show and loving um, the show and coming up to me and saying, hey, I never knew that someone that looks like me could be where you are and it, I'm inspired by you. That is also something that motivates me. So yeah, just getting to do this and do what I love every day is motivation in itself. Hmm. All right. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? Advice to my younger self. Uh, don't change for anyone. For the longest time, I was always trying to dress how I thought I should dress to get the part. Sing, you know, manipulate my voice of how I thought that they would want to hear it. And it took me a long time to really just live in my truth and live in what I do and who I am. And so I wish that I wouldn't have wasted so much time trying to change myself in order to book jobs when now I'm like, you can just be yourself and the jobs will come to you because they will always come to you. I like that. Be the best you you can be. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what's right is going to be there. Last question then. What did, uh, if you can only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Okay, so <laughs> I'm in Anne Juliet and I love Anne Juliet. So like it's close, but the one show I would see for the rest of my life is MJ. Mm, mm, mm. That's a but show. But Anne Juliet is close. I know I'm in Anne Juliet. <laughs> but MJ, uh, I would I would see it over and over and over again. They just announced a new uh, new Michael Jackson taking over mm-hmm. from Miles Frost soon. Can't wait for that. I cannot Miles, wait. Miles, a year and a half doing that role. Jeez, man. Uh, wow. Yeah. He's got to be tired. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, he, he's got a well-deserved break coming up. And yep. I hope he gets to take some time off, too, because it doesn't sound like your job. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I, I am hoping I have a vacation plan for July. So, like, that's when I'm going to. After the Tonys. Smart. After, yes. See, I'm like, we're going to we're going to keep going up the going up the hill. That's right. Where can we find you online? How can we connect? Um, so I am on Instagram at Brit in Nicholas. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S. Um, I am also on Twitter. Twitter is B-N Nicholas. That's at B-N-N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S. I also have a website www.brittany b-r-i-t-t-a-n-y nicholas n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s dot com and on the website you can send requests because i do do a lot of privates and master classes and things like that so um 
yeah, yeah. We didn't get into like your love for teaching and education I love and, it. Um, yeah, yeah that, that'll be part two like uh, part two. when i see you again which i know i will well we'll, yes. uh, we'll do part two talk dive into the education because that's always such a special part of people uh that a lot of like it's it's a quality a lot of people don't have that love for for teaching and that patience and all that Anyway, you can get more episodes like this at thetheaterpodcast.com. Of course, this is part of a large Anne Juliet podcast takeover. So look for uh, more episodes for Anne Juliet, either before or after this one. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. Leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. And conversation provided by Brittany Nicholas. Thank you. I Thank you. Good talk to you. Yes, this was so fun. Am I your fire? Your one desire? Yes, I know. It's too late, but I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heart. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why. I never want to hear you say. I want it that way. But I. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.